Music has been in movies ever since we figured out how to put sound in film. So, like, since the 1920s, roughly. Since then, there's been a proud tradition of composers making original songs and recordings for films. These collections of songs became known as soundtracks, and companies began selling them commercially in 1938, with Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves being the first film to sell its songs to the masses. So when did filmmakers turn to licensing music instead of creating their own? Many point to 1967's The Graduate as being the first, given that it was one of the earliest examples of a film soundtrack that was made up of mostly pop music. But this film was far from the first to use popular music. Could be said that 1927's The Jazz Singer, the first talkie film, was the first movie to incorporate a licensed soundtrack, as it features a performance of the then-popular song Mammy. This might be the case, but the song is diegetic to the film. We actually see the man performing this song in blackface. We're looking for a more non-diegetic example, like Sound of Silence in The Graduate. Some dude online said it might be 1946's Margie, but honestly, it doesn't seem like it to me. Regardless of when the licensed soundtrack first came to effect, it certainly took off sometime after The Graduate, and more important than when they came to be is the power they have on the popular listening landscape. The soundtrack to Dazed and Confused introduced 70s rock to a new generation in the 90s. Shrek's soundtrack turned All-Star into one of the memest memes on the planet. And Guardians of the Galaxy's soundtrack managed to convince people to watch a film adaptation of a comic book they've never read. That's right. Blockbuster Summer continues with a look at licensed soundtracks and music in films on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that usually compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is the best. But this week, we're talking about songs and films that weren't written for films, but are in films. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my licensed co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how you doing there? I can sell food and alcohol. That is splendid. <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad. Uh, I hope that goes well for you. Uh, Alex, yeah. there's something I listen for all the time during an intro, and it's when Alex decides to Google something. Because uh, <laughs> my keyboard's so loud. Your keyboard's so tick-a-tacky. What, what piques your interest in that intro there? Oh, no, I'm just making sure I have all the information that I oh, need. Okay, you're just making sure you're just all generally. set up. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of pages pulled up no okay i got a few i got some pages pulled up alex how you doing today you already said you're doing good how's the weather oh my gosh it's beautiful here i was oh. out i was out in kananaskis yesterday Very oh nice. yeah yep climbing climbing some rocks i've never done that before so that was cool nice alex um yeah uh just a little... Do you make like little link noises when you climb He's always he's always grunting when he climbs. He's like, uh, 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 yeah, regularly. No, I don't climb that fast. I'm much, okay. much slower. So. Yeah. Excellent. Glad to see you're out there climbing there, Alex. Today we're we're going off the beaten trail again. People love it when we do this. They're always yeah. excited to see a shorter episode of Cover episode. Me show up in their uh, in their feed. Alex, we're talking about licensed soundtracks uh, loosely, mostly like because like. Not every, there's very few movies I think that have just a solely licensed soundtrack. Every movie seems to have score in it, right? Like Some. Some. Yeah. Um, but uh, for a lot of those, I mean, you don't necessarily notice. Like, the score is there for, to punctuate moments or whatever. Right. They decided they needed, there needs to be a violin. But, I mean, a lot of stuff does have these licensed soundtracks, and... Maybe less nowadays? I don't know. I, I didn't do the math. Yeah, what do you think? Did it peak in the 90s and then tapered off? And then I kind of feel like it's come back a bit, but maybe that was the last decade and now we're, we're veering away. Yeah, I, uh, it's tough to say. I, I, I mean, like with, with something, maybe it's it became more like the domain of children's movies for a while. Because, like, I think Shrek, probably, that's the first one that I knew of for sure, uh, oh, yeah. where it was like, a lot of licensed music in it. Right, because uh, a kid's not yeah. going to fucking care about some little fantasy arrangement you made to for a Matrix fight between Fiona and the Robin Hood and the Merry Men. Yeah, but like, there's there's still score there. It's just yeah, not necessarily as memorable. True, yeah. How else are you going to hook these kids in? You got to get these kids to sit and look at a big ugly ogre. It's You got to play All-Star right off the bat. Hey, yeah, man. exactly. Or or something, something to draw them in. And, and Minions do that too, right? Like yeah, the yeah. Minions soundtrack is jam packed. Well, that's the it's jam packed, but it's not like necessarily licensed. It's kind of a hybrid. Like it is yeah, licensed, but we're getting to this different era. And we talked about covers like this too, like the the cinema trailer covers. 
where it's not it's right. no longer the practice of just taking a licensed song and slotting it in. You then have to filter it through another artist to make it more specifically for the film. So like with the Minions 2, they got they got a fucking all-star cast <laughs> to record a bunch of covers. And the covers are like they vary in quality, but it's still the names you have on that are insane. Um, you got like fucking Thundercat on there, you've got Phoebe Bridgers, you've got uh Yeah, and it's like there's a lot of like a lot of songs on there. A ton. Um oh, yeah, Tame Impala. Yeah. Yeah, big names. I mean, I guess there's Minions has money, you know? They, the minions, minions do have money. They are. They've, they've been making those for a while, and I think they're still doing pretty well. Like, yeah, I, that Minions two just came them, out last year, so yeah, that's they're still raking it in. Um, and they made crazy. the Mario movie. They made the Mario movie. The Which crazy did, thing about was, the Minions, though, was there a did, song? Was there a licensed song in the? There's Mario several movie? licensed songs in oh, the okay. Mario movie. What's it's weird about that one is that there's actually if you listen to the soundtrack. Maybe I should pull up the soundtrack here, see if it's on title. But there is a there is a scene where they they go to the Kong Kingdom in the Super Mario Bros. movie. Right. There's like this wild, zany like uh, car scene where they drive because apparently the, for some reason Donkey Kong Kingdom has a bunch of cars in it. It's like sure, sure why not? <laughs> but there is a track actually for that scene that doesn't get used. Instead, they they put in "Take on Me" in the final theater cut. But the, so the track still exists on the album, and somebody s- s- used it. They synchronized it to that scene, and it's like flawless. Like it fits. Yeah, like it fits. Per- like the stings are all built for like the big action points that happen so as weird. they drive around. It's crazy that what they, a weird they, like producer note where they're like, ah, take out the song we. <laughs> yeah, put we, on, uh, put in take on me instead. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you get that. You get uh, is it hero or I need a hero by uh, Bonnie Tyler. Holding out for a hero. Holding out for a hero. That's the name of it. Um, which is, I mean, also in Shrek Two. That's true. Yes. Yeah, and Shrek, Shrek One true. and Two both kind of did that as well. Actually, like where they would get a popular band to cover an older song. That's right. It was or sometimes uh, a character in the movie. Although I'm a little unclear on that because Holding Out for a Hero specifically is in Shrek Two, it's and, and like sung by the fairy godmother. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And then. I don't see. I haven't watched Shrek in a while. Yeah, There's yeah, a cover yeah. of "Believer," the monkey song. Yes, by, done by, by Smash, Mouth. Smash Mouth. Yeah, and I don't remember if that's in the movie or not. It, but it's definitely I think on the soundtrack. It is. There's like a love montage between Shrek and Fiona as he's taking her back from the okay. the dragon's castle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. I think he like inflates a bunch of frogs or something. I'm not sure if it's diegetic that one. He though. does. I don't know if there's, he like, does inflate frogs or something. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah there you're right because there is moments where they they bring it directly into so it's especially Shrek. Shrek's such a weird one because now we got to talk about DVD bonus features. <laughs> <laughs> there's such a yeah. strong relationship to music. On the first one, they had Shrek's karaoke dance party. Shrek and the Swamp karaoke dance party. I That's know what well. it was. You know it well, yeah. The first time I heard uh, that one Billy Joel song he sings. Um, <laughs> just the way you are? Yeah, don't go changing. Yeah, that was, I mean, because it's such a medley thing. I mean, the whole Shrek movie and soundtrack mm-hmm. was, like, extremely seminal for me. Yes. Um, and, like, this is, yeah, and this is the first time I heard a lot of these songs and also didn't necessarily know what they were mm-hmm. until years later when I was heard it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was in Shrek. Yeah, it was like somebody laying triggers in you to be yeah. discovered years <laughs> later. And like, I'm always curious how much that is, um, Mike Myers. Like, how much sway he has there? Yeah, who? Because who, that seems like kind of his thing, right? Because even yeah. going back further, like Wayne's World, one and two to a degree, mostly one because it mm-hmm. has, um, like that was also fairly seminal a little later in my life, but um. But that was the first time I heard Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Like, that's big, you know? And, and a bunch of other stuff that I would consider, you know, that was, like, big for me, uh, big in, like, uh, like classic rock stuff. Classic um, rock, yeah. yeah it yeah, has, yeah. like, Ballroom Blitz in it and, like, some Jimi Hendrix. Uh, first time I heard Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. Not that that's my favorite Alice Cooper song or anything, but... It's certainly a, a Alice Cooper song. <laughs> like, Alice Cooper. <laughs> um... 
exposure there. And like the second one, you know, I mean, we, we talked about it a bit uh, mm-hmm. where it has that version of uh, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, That's right. Uh, by uh, Lemonheads. Yeah. So Mrs. Robinson made for just one movie appears in a lot of movies. In a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, also appears in Forrest Gump soundtrack. Um, you're, you're touching on something here that I wanted to talk about though, Alex is, and maybe it's one of the things it's the discovery of music and these like certain genres and, and subgenres through yeah. film. You touched on some good one there. Wayne's world. I didn't watch Wayne's world until I was much older. I mean like a teenager. Yeah. So <laughs> much, much older, much, much. I older. mean, I, I first saw it when I was probably nine or 10, nine or 10. That's, and that's like, a good time to based see that. on like the, the thing I knew about ahead of time was like, there's a scene in the car where they're headbanging to this song. Right. And I didn't know that song because I had Queen Greatest Hits, but not Classic right. Queen. Oh my God. And Bohemian Rhapsody is on Classic Queen. Classic Queen and probably what, Greatest Hits 2? That's insane. It's not on Greatest Hits 1. Well, it's kind of like a collection together. I don't know how they oh, okay. decided. Okay. But to me, those were like the two Queen albums. Right. At the time. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's gnarly. Um, any other big, big song discoveries through uh, through song licensed soundtracks? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, the stuff we used to listen to definitely, and like I kind of stopped when I became like a big classic rock snob. But like, there was a song, and you were talking about DVD bonus features. They used to always Hell be yeah. Like there was that, but there were a lot of music videos. We would always rent stuff and see music videos. Mm-hmm. And then my brother used to always really, really like to watch the music videos, so I would see them, watch them with him. And uh, I mean, there was stuff on Trek. There was there was a, a Baja Men song called called Best Years of Our Lives. Best Years of Our Lives. Used to watch all the time. <laughs> what a strange thing! I was like, yeah, we'll let the dogs out. You're like, no, like, oh, no, okay. no, <laughs> a different one somehow. <laughs> it was a second Baja Men song. <laughs> and. Uh, Oh, I just remember watching these. Um, also, Shrek. Man, a lot of these are Shrek. There's a song called "Like Wow" by like by wow. Leslie Carter. Never heard of it. Uh, and if you're like Carter, like Carter, and it's like yeah, like Carter, like Carter, um, like Aaron Carter. I think so. Yeah, uh, and like like yeah, related she's the, to the sister uh, to Nick and Aaron Carter. Nick and Aaron Carter, sister okay. of. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, just weird stuff like that. Um, that I don't know how formative that was, but in terms of like discovering stuff, it was probably yeah, like big for Wayne's World. Um, another one that was big for me early on mm-hmm. was a Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. I never saw that one. I wanted to though. Yeah. I. I mean, it's basically, you know, it's a classic rock soundtrack. It has we will rock you on it. And like low rider, taking care of business, golden years, golden um, years, and like the boys are back in town. So like not we are the champions. So it's not Hell like yeah. so out there in terms of like selection, but certainly at the time was very exciting when I was like just getting into this kind of music. Yeah, that's a like, real. It's in a movie. There. Someone else likes it. Amazing. Yeah, you're like this is popular. I remember once singing a song on the playground, and some guy was like, "That song came out a year ago." That's old. I was like, okay, shit. I don't remember <laughs> what the song was, but like, yeah, hearing this kind of music in films, I was like, fuck yeah, now it's cool to like rock again, even though it was either always cool or never cool to like rock, or it never mattered, but I thought it mattered as a kid. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like it mattered. Uh, did you have some formative soundtracks as, as well? I'm not sure. A lot of my like formative classic rock was built on road trips with my family and just like burn CDs my father had made using Napster. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was like uh, the real... Yeah, like, similar for me, but it was my sister. Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we also had like the Shrek soundtrack, you know? Yeah, we and, did not. And, I think we had like some yeah. Disney soundtracks. Which are originals, so it's not uh, right. not quite the same. But I'm trying to think. Like Shrek, naturally, Shrek Shrek was big for me. I Shrek was, has come up so much. This is Shrek the is Shrek up. episode. Shrek, this is the Shrek episode of <laughs> Cover Me. Um, it's weird because I find more that I like nowadays will listen to a movie soundtrack or like hear a song in a movie. And I'll be like, oh, that's like one little, like there's one song in the track that I'm like, oh, I'll take that and listen to that. Like I was just looking at Baby Driver, a movie that had a great soundtrack and some horror, horrible actors in it, not in terms <laughs> of their performance, but in terms of their, their personal lives. Right. 
But uh, the song Deborah by T-Rex. Now I was a T-Rex yeah. fan for a long time. I never listened to that song. Yeah, I still haven't listened to it much. You bastard, Alex. <laughs> yeah, hearing that, I was like, ooh, this is some, some good music. So I find I'm a real just like, I take out little singles from from soundtracks like uh like come and get your love from guardians of the galaxy by Redbone, um not actually featured on the soundtrack but featured in the film so oh that's weird weird is it a rights issue or something maybe i'm not sure uh but like yeah in terms of like songs i, pi- I, I pick up songs from tv shows as well but never really i can't even think of a maybe the space jam soundtrack that one was probably pretty uh What's on the Space Jam soundtrack? Yeah, uh, I believe I can fly. Oh, that he one kind of fly. Yeah, because he he flies to 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 dunk, Alex. The Space Jam soundtrack. Let me tell you what it's got on it, Alex. Fly like an eagle. That one, Steve okay. Miller. Yeah, but the seal cover of it. Um, yeah, that was a big one for me, and then later got me into the Steve Miller band because, of course. Yeah. Um, the the uh, yeah. Speaking of bad people related to music, R. Kelly doing "I Believe I Can Fly." Yeah. Uh, of course, the Space Jam theme song, which again another meme one. Come on and slam. Is Welcome to the jam. Yeah, that's the one. Hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you yeah, gonna do? One. Hey, you, what you gonna do? Um. Yeah, those were. I mean, those are big ones. Those are big uh, ones in my life, Alex. Those are big ones. I guess. What What else was there? Um. Back to the Future. We've talked about Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. That probably uh, had a pretty big effect on me, though I don't realize it. Which was mostly, I mean, some of those songs were written for it, and some of them were licensed, and some of them were score. So it's kind of like a combination of everything. Mm hmm. Yeah, Um, that's what you'll find with that one. Um, Films like, I was thinking about films I watched a lot as a kid. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films have a combination of things. Um, and naturally the big one from that was made for the film Ninja Rap, so it's not a licensed one. I found the licensed music in that movie, like, didn't really connect with me as, like, I liked it, but I never sought it out as a child. Yeah, I don't even remember there being licensed music in that You don't remember the song 9.95 from the credits? Surprisingly? Surprisingly not? No. It's very weird because they even reference it at the end of the film. I believe Donatello says, I give it a 9.95. And then the synth bumps in and goes. Boop, dun, 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 dun. I did not. I didn't. I never got that. It's yeah. It's like you can miss it because they're just like cowabunga and they're all laughing and and it's just like fading out. But it's like once you hear it, you're just like, do they really think this song was gonna pop off? Like, it's like that good for a needle drop. Yeah, that's oh. uh. It was a bizarre thing, but yeah, so some of the songs I listened to as a child didn't really impact as well. I think maybe for me, there was a point in my life where I thought not being into music was going to be my move, because like, my yeah. siblings like music, and I was like, well, somebody Gotta do the opposite. be against it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta but, stand uh, out somehow. Yeah, gotta stand out, but that didn't happen. I, I somehow got hooked on music, brother. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, I guess... We should probably at least a little bit talk about Dazed and Confused. Yeah, if we want to talk about Influential, but I, I had only seen the movie once, again, when I was a teenager and I was already into this music. Because your gateway into 70s rock is either Dazed and Confused or Marijuana or, of course, <laughs> uh, A Knight's Tale. Yeah, <laughs> or a The three ways you get in. Yeah, and I... Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I, I saw it. By the time I saw it, I was already sold. Like, I didn't... Yeah, you didn't need to be like, whoa, this rocks. Um, but I've always heard that it's very important in terms of getting people interested in music from this era. Because mm-hmm. it came out in 93. Yes. Um, and, I mean, it had a bunch of like classic rock stuff from the 70s on it, right? Mm-hmm. And box on the rock. apparently, it's so a bi- I've heard it's a big deal. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one where I, I like. I even was looking it up this week to be like, is there like some certified numbers on like the heavy impact of this? Yeah, it's hard to um, and it's hard to grasp. But like, this yeah. movie's a Criterion collection. I think the soundtrack has like been sold quite a lot. It's it's a big deal. People, yeah, I was trying it. to find numbers, but I, I don't see anything here. Couldn't see any numbers, but I'll tell you this: and like, number. I I had the soundtrack. 
right. later. Like, but it, I, I wouldn't call this one formative. It probably would have been if I had seen it earlier. And if yeah, I, when but, I watched the movie, because I'd always heard about it. Yes. For some reason, I'd always heard about Days and Confused and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. And then I eventually watched them. But yes. I, I knew the names of the movies before. Of course. And uh, I don't know why. And they, I always heard about them together. I don't know why. Um, similar, I guess. They're both high school films. Um, are they both Cameron Crowe? I don't think so. Okay, he does at least one of them. Um... Or is that but, about Almost Famous, which he does? When I, I watched Days and Confused, I accidentally skipped the beginning of the movie. So, like, none of it made any sense. Right. And I was like, this movie is so confusing. But I missed, like, the first ten minutes of it. Mm. Where they introduce all the characters and relationships. And there's, like, a brother and a sister. Yeah. And that's, like, the only time they interact until the end of the movie. And then at the end of the movie... So I didn't know they were related in any way, and then they just casually talk at the end of the movie, and it was so confusing. Or it was a surprise to me, but yeah. Yeah, you thought it was a twist, and it's like, <laughs> it just like a casual wind down, you're like, yeah, oh. exactly. Anyway, I thought we should bring it up, even though it's not really that big a deal for either of us. Yeah, for either of us, but I do think it is it's a pretty solid soundtrack. Alex, here's one that is maybe, it rides the line between licensed and, and like remade, the sort of new remade trend, but way back in the year, like 2001. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Right. You got that one, my siblings watched a lot, and me, I like to watch movies a lot, so I would sit with them and watch this movie. Yeah, I was... My sister, also a big fan of this one, so I saw it with her. Um, I remember, I mean, again, a lot of the music was stuff I already liked at the time. Yeah. So this is great. You put some songs you already like in a movie um, that they're redone, that they redo, rather. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's cool. And, but yeah, I, mean, I think that it probably exposed me to cool a, a couple of hits. I don't know if I knew your song by Elton John. I might have. I did, probably didn't know that it was called Your Song. What's even crazier, though, is I'm looking at the soundtrack right now. Apparently, Diamond Dogs is in the film. Oh. David no- Bowie is in that movie. He's in that movie? Yeah, he's in it. He, like, narrates a bit. Oh, I think fuck. he's just in the intro. I had no idea. Yeah. It does say here on the title, uh, the first track, Nature Boy, performed by David Bowie. Yeah. So that, that would make sense. Um, but yeah, you get a, you get a couple of bangers in here. You got, uh, Roxanne, but done all, all weirdo like. All weirdo like. It's the, the ringleader guy and he's being a freak about it. True. I think, is Diamonds Are Girl's best friend in there? Um, yes, it is. You already said your song, your like song. a virgin, I think as well, like but it might be a medley. There is a medley that Ewan McGregor does, uh, which I think your song is part of that. And this is the reason when I was driving in the car with Greta before we were dating, um, we were just working together and I had put in, I think it was a David Bowie live album. And she was like, oh, he's doing a cover of Elton John when Heroes came on. And I just about turned it on coming traffic. I was like, like, what did you fucking say to me? Uh... So uh, that's the danger of this film in particular is that it can trick you into thinking that... Uh, Elton John wrote David Bowie songs. Wrote David Bowie songs. It's a dangerous thing. So yeah, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. dangerous. Alex, I'm gonna slot in a fucking segment right here. That's yeah, what let's we do, do on these episodes here. We just we come out of nowhere at you. Yeah. Um, I got a list of the best-selling soundtracks of all time. These are physical copies. Uh, okay. There's there's ten on the list here. They span the years of 1977 to 1995. What year was the graduate? 67. Never mind then. So we're past the graduate. I will give you a hint. At least one of the movies on this list we've talked about for Blockbuster Summer. Okay. So guess. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> that's the game. Guess, bro. <laughs> guess, bro. Um, this top 10, you said? Top 10. I, I, won't, I feel like Shrek might be on there. I mean, I'd, that would be a good guess if I hadn't told you that the years were from 1977 to 1995. Oh, I missed that last, that end. That last bit. Um, all right, then uh, Dirty Dancing has to be on there, right? Dirty Dancing is their number three, Alex, yeah. with 32 million in sales. Um, okay, so other than that, uh, what's the movie with the... Uh, hang on, let me just do a little bit of Googling. Not about that, just about... <laughs> let me just Google the Wikipedia page here real quick. I could do, to make this a little more efficient, I could tell you the rank, the year, 
and the artists listed and see if you can get the movie from there. Because I feel like a lot of these you might not get. I'm going to guess one more first. Sure, yeah, go blind. Um, If I can find the name of this movie that I have completely forgotten. And it is called Goodfellas? That's a good guess, but uh, no. Okay. And apparently right. a great uh, licensed soundtrack. Yeah. That's Martin Scorsese. Apparently likes to use a lot of Rolling Stones. I haven't seen a lot of Scorsese. I, I haven't either. I like Shutter Island, though. Hey, yeah. That's a good one. Um, okay, Alex. So rank number one is the year 1992, and it features Whitney Houston and various artists. It's not um, Beyond Thunderdome, is it? No, it is not. That's Can't a fun what guess. Okay. Um, the Bodyguard, which of course also stars <laughs> Whitney Houston. Okay. Hey, oh, not okay. familiar with that one? It's about a bodyguard. Uh, Alex, coming in at number two. The year 1977, the artists are Bee Gees and Various. Oh, oh, okay. Is, well, it's got to be Saturday Night Fever then. That's correct, Alex. Yeah, of course. All right, you got number three already, Dirty Dancing. Number four of the year is 1997. The artists are James Horner. Wait, 97? Yes. Sorry, I said 95 before. I lied. Okay. <laughs> um, so, sorry, what are the artists? Uh, James Horner and Various. Hmm. Do I know who James Horner is? I don't even know if I know who James Horner is. Uh, an American composer. Bells. He worked on over 160 films and television productions between 1978 and 97. 2015. Um, well, I mean, I was going to say Armageddon at some point. So I don't guess. think it's that one, but it might be on there. No, it's uh, Titanic, music from the motion picture. Oh, I see. Now, if you did Celine Dion and other artists. <laughs> Yeah, not what they list on, <laughs> on Wikipedia for some <laughs> it's reason. Funny. Uh, number yeah. five is 1978. The artists are various. <laughs> okay. As a hint, we have talked about a song from this movie before, but oh, not for Blockbuster not Summer. In the summer? Oh my gosh. I, I, I can't even think of a movie that would have come out in that time frame. In that time frame? What if I told uh, you that somebody died and that's why we talked about it? We do that so much. And, and that person has three first names. Actually, maybe the second one's a bit of last name. You get many Newtons? I don't know. Oh, was it Greece? Yes, it's Greece. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, number six, you're not going to get because I don't even know. It's Ashki. A-A-S-H-I-Q-U-I. Is that... Huh. It's a Indian Hindi musical. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, the next one I think is also that. The, this one from 1984, which also shares the seven spot with, uh, with that other film, is uh, Prince and the Revolution. This is an easy one. This is a gimme. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yes. I mean, not a licensed soundtrack, but I guess this doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just... That's probably true of several of them. Top ten soundtrack albums. Yeah, because he was actually... That's like... Yeah, that's a prince film if it was batman what did he do batman forever no even that i think he was he like wrote music wrote for songs for that yeah, yeah there's like the bat dance is that right um the other one in number is seven absolutely. is flash dance the artists are various i don't think you're gonna get that one yeah okay um another indian one at number 10 is bombay but sharing the number 10 spot is a 1994 film with Hans zimmer uh elton john and various oh is it like the Oh, wait, Hans Zimmer? Yeah. It's going to say The Lion King, but that's not Hans Zimmer. Well, I guess again, Alex, it is The Lion King. Oh, what? Is it? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh, I didn't know Hans Zimmer was uh, involved in that. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, apparently. Well, there you go. But that is, uh, that's your fucking, that's your licensed. That's the top that's 10. Not actually, that's your top 10 soundtrack just albums. Soundtracks. Licensing or no licensing. Um, Alex, why don't I just, I need dip right into another segment here. Uh, what do you think are the top five most used songs, needle drops, as we like to call them in the business, in the needle history drops. of film? Okay. Gimme Shelter has to be up there. That's a great guess. Not in the top five, though. Oh, okay. Um, all right. I'll give you five, and we'll just see. So that's one. Yeah. Gimme Shelter. Um, let me think. I feel like maybe... Changes David Bowie. Another solid guess. I will tell you, David Bowie is on the list, but not okay. That I was trying to think of a, a David Bowie song that would be in stuff. Is it like Heroes? Another solid guess. I'm okay. gonna count that as just one guess. No. Okay. All right. Uh, that can be uh, two. I'm not just gonna guess David Bowie songs the rest of the time. <laughs> um. 
Is Total Eclipse of a Heart on there? I don't know why that popped no, into my a, head. No, that's a wild guess. But, uh. It's a bit, of, bit, a bit out there. It's, it's, it's a bit much, right, for, for general applicability. Yeah, yeah, it's just like not a There's some good, there's like some famous uses of it, I'm pretty sure, but yeah. not like <sighs> a ton of uses. Is Mrs. Robinson on there? That would be a good guess, too. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing the, the, the next five, the top ten. Yeah, you probably 10. got like six to ten. <laughs> So um, according to this data from 2021, take one more guess, Alex. If I told right. you that the yeah, David Bowie guess. song wasn't just David Bowie on it, you could probably guess it. Oh, it's Under Pressure. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, number okay. two on the list. Um, <laughs> so starting with number five is It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Okay. Um, I don't actually know how that song goes. Number four is Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. Oh, yeah. That's been on, like, several of the soundtracks we've been looking up today already. Yeah, exactly. That's Forrest Gump. Uh, Guardians I think of the it's Galaxy in a Night's has Tale. It one of the films. It's, yeah, probably in A Night's Tale. Uh, uh, com- maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe it's not. Something. Did you like that song, Alex, Spirit in the Sky? Spirit in the Sky? It's all right. It's a very amusing song, because the story behind it is, like, He's like Jewish or something. He's like, I just wanted to write a gospel song because they were popular. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that it just like paid for the rest of his life. Fuck yeah, like, dude. Way to that go, song. <laughs> I mostly knew it, I think, from Rock Band 2 it featured in. Yeah, it was in Rock Band 2. I definitely heard it in. I'm, I'm looking at these soundtracks. It's, I swear I saw it in like some of them. You, you probably I think saw it's it in, in I think it's in Dazed and Confused. In Dazed and Confused? Oh, yeah, out. probably. My, uh, my no, t- Slow Ride is. Oh, well, I don't know, apparently. My top memory with this song, though, and I'm sure I've probably told you this, is that I was doing my driving instructor lesson, so I was learning how to drive, and this song comes on the radio, and my instructor, this big guy, he just turns to me, and he's like, do you believe in God? I was like, come on, dude, I just want to learn how to drive. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm like fucking 16, this dude's like 45, Big divorce dad energy on him too. It was yep. <laughs> not yep. a comfortable place to be. Uh, was it, that's did I'm, you take just real quick? Did you take that through our school, which was a Catholic school, or was it separate? No, I think I took it separately. I okay. took it through uh, like I went to. It was called like Driver Education Center or something. Right. Just I'm curious because like, like I took it through school, so he would have like picked me outside of the like a Catholic school. It right. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 So like, I should have taken it through school, but I don't know, fucking. Anyway. But uh, Alex, number three is Push It, Salt and Pepper. Oh, Push yeah, it. I guess that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Under Pressure. Number one, and I, I feel like you could have got this if you thought about it hard enough. You can't touch this, MC Hammer. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think in <laughs> the 90s alone, he probably racked up quite a few uses of that. Um, and that's according to some like data from 2021. So it's possible under pressure has taken the lead by now because I feel like that one gets more play than you can't touch this. And I think I heard it in a trailer for something recently, but I don't know what. It's in everything. It's in everything, man. Um, this one, there's a, a some people on a different list that didn't say they had numbers. I think they were just kind of like picking ones that they knew were popular. But their number one might be right is uh, Happy Birthday to You by Patty and Mildred J. Hill. I mean, fair enough. Like, Yeah. I don't know. Does it still count? Does it still count? No. No, it's not allowed to count. Um, Fortunate Son, CCR is a popular one. That's true. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky, ELO, another big one. Those are kind of the ones I saw. I've read that a couple times. Those are big. Um, is there another? Yeah, I, my... Of my guesses, the only one I actually know to be used a lot is Gimme Shelter. And that might just be Martin Scorsese. Yeah, that, it's, it's exclusively him pumping that out. Um, yeah. Alex. Yeah. We've talked about licensed songs. We've talked lightly about score, music, musical score. Now we know, of course, that you're a big scorecore guy. Yeah. one time apparently. it was in your Spotify top five. It was in my Spotify top five genres. I think I just listened to a lot of um, Bond songs. Oh yeah, which we talk about that, from time to time. Score, yeah. Not really licensed, but uh, no, that's more of like what we're doing for the rest cool. of Blockbuster Summer, written for the film. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, score course. I my question to you, Alex, is: Do you value musical score over licensed soundtracks? Is there a different like feeling you get when you hear one or the other in the film? I would say there's definitely times where I feel like you should have just written music for the 
for the movie. Right. Um, it feels lazy to, to slot in a, a licensed song. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's done well, like sometimes it's done well and it's hard to deny that like, yeah, that's the right song for it. Especially mm-hmm. if you think of the song as more, more in like a folk context where it's like, you're just doing this thing that, and if everyone knows it, that makes it more powerful kind of thing. Right. You can right. Sing along or whatever. Sing along or like, it, yeah, it provides an extra layer of like context to the, to the film. Yeah. Versus, I mean, most scores won't get that popular, right? Like, especially nowadays, we're just, this is not like a big thing. Versus, like, I know the, the, um, like Back to the Future theme, sure. Mm, right. Um, but that's just not as big. Even if it's somewhat recognizable, it, it generally isn't done kind of in the same style, I guess. So, right. I don't know. I, I don't know if any big, like, like, scores yeah that have really like had that level of popularity lately musical stings that i could think of from the past yeah like even 20 years yeah yeah even, like like back to the future you go and it's like oh yeah i don't yeah <laughs> and like yeah and and that's that's a big one but even like alan sylvester is still working like yeah <laughs> it's not yeah it's the same guy you know? is making it right so like why is the the is it not as iconic is it just because there's too much media yeah, and I've heard some criticism actually that that's related to like they'll cut a movie to an existing song mm. and then they'll be like we need a new song, but it's got to sound like this one. Right. Because we we did all the the timings to that song already. Um Okay, yeah. But I don't really know too much about that. I think um, they did that kind yeah. of in The Graduate too where he slotted in just older Simon and Garfunkel songs and he's like, "Well, we'll replace them later." And then he's like, nah, "With we'll new Simon and Garfunkel them. songs." <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then he refused two of three of the songs that were written. He was like, "Well, I guess I'll just use the old ones." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's in those cases, it does seem like, well, why don't you just use the old one? Like, you yeah, clearly had that in your mind. You had that in mind. Just pay out the the licensing fee or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, what was the question again? The question was, do you do you like them? Do you like them? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically, but, it's like, yeah. Do you value one over the other? What are, it was yeah, a broad so my, question. My point is, I I mean, original score is cool, but um. And original songs, also cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've definitely lately come to appreciate licensed stuff a little more. Again, if it's done well, right? Because if you're just yeah. throwing licensed songs in there, I mean, not, I, I don't really have much against the Minions. I, uh, it's, not, it's just not for me. Uh, but like, I get it. I'm wanting to put the music in, but sometimes in, in those situations, it'll kind of be like a hard cut. And then there's like just like a dance scene. Yeah, like, that is also that like a happen? children's. Movie it's also a children's. Movie, right? Like I, I don't like, want to like knock. You it, talked about earlier. I think it does like help the kids stay like <laughs> locked in and entertained. Of like, yeah, now we're doing a musical scene. Now we're doing this. Um, but yeah, that is like a little forced as well. Like, like if I was, if you were to watch fucking Oppenheimer and they did like, <laughs> like some musical dances, or like I don't know, we're throwing in fucking the Beach Boys or. <laughs> What, what, Frank Sinatra in the 40s? Frank what was appropriate Sinatra? in the 30s? Like, Would have been Frank Sinatra. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure, fuck it. Uh, um, kind of music did Oppenheimer. Yeah, you're right. It can be a cheat, but uh, there's uh, when I think of good like licensed soundtracks, one I think of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, say what yeah. you will about the guy. He's a bit of a freak. <laughs> he likes to say the N-word. <laughs> um, but he's got some pretty good needle drops. Um, naturally, the first that comes to mind is Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yeah, I was actually looking for a reason to bring that up because it's kind of a weird one for me because I didn't listen to it. Like, I got that CD when mm-hmm. I was like 18 or something. Right. So you had the, the soundtrack to the movie, but no context. And of I hadn't the movie. seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, unreal. But like, I, I like that soundtrack a lot. Like, I like those songs on there. It didn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call it influential to me, but. It's got some really good songs on it. It's got some good songs on there, and it is all, I think for the most part, diegetic, because there was a radio station in yeah. the story, and that plays the tracks. Yeah, having uh, after having listened to the soundtrack a lot, and then watched the movie, and then watching the movie, there's even songs that will just be on a radio, like in the background of a scene, right. and like I didn't even know those songs were in the movie, because it's playing 
underneath people t- talking. So like you're paying attention to the conversation. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just woven in, and that's a uh, that's a pretty naturalistic take. We often have music playing in the background in our daily lives. Um, another guy who did that was um, Jesus Christ. Why am I blanking on his name? The guy who did the birds. Uh, in Rear Window. <sighs> fuck. What the fuck is his name? Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, Hitchcock. Yes. Uh, and Rear Window does a similar thing with radios. Um, all of his sound is like diegetic, and most of it is pop music that plays throughout so it's a bit of a precursor to the to the tarantino approach there but also mm. some very effective use of popular music yeah so is reservoir dogs the big uh, soundtrack uh, tarantino soundtrack for you or is there another one you i think probably pulp fiction because i think that yeah. was maybe the first tarantino film i watched right it's got that what's the song called oh my gosh the one that the black eyed peas sampled uh Wipeout. <laughs> Is that it? I believe it's called Wipeout. I could oh, be wrong. Okay. It's the, because uh, of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it should be. Maybe it's not Jungle Boogie. It's not Let's Stay Together. It might be Bustin' Surfboards. Uh, surfy. Surfy. It could be Surf Rider. I assumed it was Wipeout. There is a song called Wipeout, though. Yeah, it? that sounds right. Let's say that. We'll say that. Um, but yeah, you got some. You got Jungle Boogie on there. You got uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon while she's doing... Uh, well, maybe Surf she, Rider. She, surf Rider. That's probably it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That one, that one sticks with me. Or is it Misery Lou? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Well, fuck. Why don't you just look up Black Eyed Peas Surf Rock Sample? Surf Rock Sample. <laughs> maybe we'll never know. The song is Pump It by, by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, it's Miserloo. Uh, apparently Miserloo. it's Miserloo. Wait, that's a folk yeah. song? Oh, okay, now I see now I, I had the same thing you did, and now I, I'm also fucked up. Well, you know what they say. What do they say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you say. knew what they said. Oh, uh, you knew. Um, yeah, Alex. But yeah, Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino, some great, uh, some great sampling choices. Um, a good one. Or at least like a sort of is the slowed down version of Cat People. Oh yeah, putting out fires. I yes, about that Bowie one. from Inglorious Bastards. That was that's a really cool version. Yeah, um, that's is that nice. just like an older single version or something? I can't remember. I I, I had heard there. that he just like slowed it down. He just like slowed the, it down. The opposite of Nightcore, perhaps Daycore. <laughs> Daycore. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you slow it down by a bit. I, I, I agree. That theater was quite gaudy. <laughs> yes, the decor was uh, not great. <laughs> uh, decor. Um, Alex, you got a big, uh, a big Tarantino soundtrack that sticks out to you? I mean, just Reservoir Dogs, really. I mean, Fair that's enough. the only one I've really spent time listening to. That's because that I had the CD. Right. Yeah. I guess you already went over that. Here's my next question for you, though. The Wes Anderson film is it Royal? No, it's not Royal Tenenbaums. What's the one with uh, the undersea one? Ah, yes, actually, uh, 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 the Life Aquatic. The Life Aquatic, obviously. <laughs> is yeah. that one where he's living in the water? <laughs> this water. <laughs> um, yes, actually, uh, that. I wasn't one... sure if this one counted because again, it is this modification of licensed music to put through another guy true but i mean it is still licensed right like it's yeah external like right. it's, it it's david bowie music right it's david bowie music how could Very we not cool. talk about this it's um sue george sue george yeah uh playing it's all like acoustic versions of david bowie songs very cool. Well, there's that part. There's more as well. There are some actual just like straight up licensed songs. Yeah, I see. You got uh, Search, Search and, and Destroy. Destroy. I think that what's the other one? Here's to You, I think is Here's on there. Here's to You by Ennio Morricone featuring Joan Baez. Yes. Um, is that Gut Feeling by Devo. Yeah. <laughs> some Devo in there too. Um, but, but a lot of it is, yeah, him just like playing a guitar and singing David Bowie songs, which is just a really cool sound. Yeah. Um, and, and he's is- got this like really deep voice too. Mm hmm. It's very, very cool. cool. Um, I've listened to the soundtrack. I haven't seen the fucking movie. I watched it a little while ago. It's a it's an odd movie. I I found myself smiling a lot while watching mm. it. Um, it. It was quite quite 
fascinating. Okay, I could say the same thing about his most uh, recent film, Asteroid City. Asteroid City? I definitely want to see that one. Definitely see it. It was it, it was worth seeing it in theaters. I really enjoyed it, and I would like to see it again, I think. But yeah, just odd. It's very, you know, it's, it's Wes Anderson. It's quirky. It's charming. Yeah. And uh, the other two songs on there, too, are pretty cool. Here's to you and Search and Destroy. Like, I didn't, like... That was probably one of the first times I would have heard The Stooges. The Stooges? Damn, yeah. Because um, I got that uh, album, <laughs> that CD out of the library, because I used to do that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that would have been pretty much my first exposure to The Stooges Your ever. first exposure, yeah. Let me ask you this question, Alex. Do you think licensed music, like which... Which form of media consumption has most influenced your music taste? Is it licensed music in movies, licensed music in TV ads, or licensed music in video games? Do you have an example of licensed music in... I guess, I guess Rock Band. Yes, uh, Rock Band, uh, Brutal Legend, um, Tony yeah. Hawk, 1080. Uh, yeah, so a lot of your Tony like Tony street sports games or like snow sports games. I would say not too much for like DDR TV commercials, especially because the time I would have heard those songs and thought this is a song I might want to listen to would have been an era where they were using a lot of current music, right? And I would want to listen. Rejected to that. Um, I feel like nowadays it's less current music, but you I don't want to watch tell her TV that you love her more. <laughs> what <laughs> you know you remember that one was the one two three four ten, oh three, i do remember that yeah it used to be that everywhere the like is a feist mm. feist is you're that? right it's yeah. feist um i would say movies first probably just because that was an earlier influence yeah it seems like you had a lot of soundtrack albums yeah and you yeah it seems like it had a big impact on you um and then just because it was later in my life. Just a little bit. Like, it was a couple years mm-hmm, later. Yeah. And then video games, for sure. Because there's so much music that I heard for the first time in Rock Band. Right. Um, and I would say, I don't know if I'd say that expanded my horizons necessarily, but it was definitely a big part of, like, me accepting the idea that that just because music was made after 1995 didn't mean it was, it like, was unlistenable. Yeah, what a con- what a lie to believe. Just like, what they a don't strange make good music anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's just a weird. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, insane. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably agree with you. Like, even just like, because when I was young, and that's probably your most foundational years for like music exposure. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of licensed music for the games I was playing. I didn't really play the Tony Hawk games or... Yeah, I, like, I ran to them a couple times, so, like, I heard some... I also played the N64 version, which had less oh, music had on it. less music on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, damn. But, yeah, I think movies probably played a heavier part, but I think video games still, like, again, like, later days, they get some hits in, and even... Like, just looking back on, like, I've looked at the Tony Hawk's playlist, I'm like, oh, shit, there's, like, some real classics in here. It's, like, unreal to see. But, Alex, it's time for another segment. We talked about the best-selling soundtrack albums, physical copies. Now we're going to talk about the best-streaming soundtrack albums. Top ten. Okay. Um, Is A Star is Born on there? Yes, that's number two. Good work, Alex. Um, We're streaming. We're streaming. Is Minions Minions thing on there? No, is there is no Minions no? on here. It was a good guess, uh, Alex. Baby Driver. No, another good guess. Oh. You got you got to think more like like big franchises. Oh, um, okay. Well, I'm thinking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That would be good. I I maybe misled you with big franchises. Okay, well, maybe like, maybe we pull back a little bit. Yeah, maybe pull back on that. Um, here I'll give you the number one. Okay. 2015 is the year. Uh, the artists are Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, where have I seen them together? 2015? Yeah, 2015. Oh, what happened to 2015? I can't remember 2015. Nobody can. Um, what year? Um, I'll give you a hint. This one is from a franchise. <laughs> okay. This is, this is why I said think more like franchises. This is the one from a franchise. Okay, I'm trying to think. 
I, I'm struggling to remember anything that happened in 2015. I'm like, when did Black Panther come out? When did um? I'll tell you this: not Black Black Panther. This out. is like a numbered franchise series. Numbered franchise series. I, I feel like I'm gonna recognize it. Like I'm gonna know it when you as say soon as it. I say it, you'll know. Because I rec- I know. I'm like, yeah, Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. They did that. They did something together. <laughs> I think you've seen the fourth installment in this franchise. Oh, so it's Fast it. and Furious? That's correct. Which one, though, Alex? <laughs> uh, which movie? Which which one was it? Yeah. Which entry? Sorry? Which, that's what I'm asking you, brother. Oh, you're asking me in 2015? Yeah. Um, f- Fast Five. No, Furious 7, 6. There Damn he it. is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Furious 7. Furious 7. Okay, so it's Fast 6. And Furious 7, was that it? That's, yeah, I believe that's correct. It says okay. Furious 7 here, so I assume it must be Fast 6. All right. And then the next one was Final Fantasy 8. Um, <laughs> Fantasy 8, yeah, yeah. Here we have number three, Oxyard did number two. Uh, the year is 2017. The artists are Hugh Jackman, Kiala Settle, Zac Efron, Zendaya, it's and the greatest Darius. showman. That's right, Alex. Yeah. That's super <laughs> easy. Alex, number four, 2013. We got Robert Lopez, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Idina Menzel, and Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah, that's another like dead giveaway if you knew who's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of one that she's singing in. Would it uh, help if I mispronounced Idina Menzel's name like John Travolta did? Is John Travolta's in it? No, he just presented the award for this. Oh. <laughs> what is she singing? Oh my gosh. I can't remember. Think big companies, but not big franchises yet. Kristen Bell. I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. Um, well then, like, let it go, man. Just let it go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, alright, so it's frozen. So it's frozen. Yeah. Um, we That's got two in the year 2016. The first one, the artists are Lin-Manuel Miranda, Mark Mancina, uh, Opetaya Foai, uh, Auli Cravolo, and Alessia Cara. <laughs> Um, what was, was that, I'm like, what was the movie, like, is that like In the Heights or something? It didn't do that well, did it? No, it's not In the Heights. It is another Disney film, I'll give you that. What was Lin-Manuel Miranda in? He was, was he, he a voice or was he himself? I think he just wrote the songs. Oh, okay, that makes sense. What did he Hopefully. do this music for? I know he did a bunch of stuff around then, because like Hamilton came out. Yeah, if I tell you The Rock is in it, does that help? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... The uh, uh, Moana. That's right, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta assume that these are all Disney movies. Well, don't uh, assume this next, the next one, one is. <laughs> In 2016 <laughs> with Skrillex, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, and Various. I, I got no good like hints for this one. Okay. Is it a movie uh, I would have seen? Um, I think you've seen a movie with a similar title. Oh, well, that was a, not exactly a remake of this, but like a, I guess, a reboot. A reboot of an older movie, presumably with the same or similar name. Yeah, an older movie being 2016. Um, and that movie, so the movie you saw would be The, and then the rest of the title. This one has no The. Suicide Squad? Hey, there you go, Alex. Really? Yeah. I was so shocked that's on the list. It's I'm the, shocked. Like, what? <laughs> for, for a terrible film, yeah. Uh, 2.5 billion streams on that. Wow. Um, next one. Seventh place here. 2015, we got Ellie Goulding and The Weeknd. Oh. Okay. Um, what can I tell you about this one? It was... What was the year uh, again? Uh, the year was 2015. Oh, yeah. The year I don't remember. Yes, the the original uh, the source material for this movie, I'll tell you, it's an adaptation, was fan fiction of Twilight, I believe. Oh, it's from Fifty Shades of Grey. That's correct, Alex. Um, another weird one, to, uh, a weird one to see there. Just a weird one. Yeah, the, the <laughs> streaming such a strange thing, right? It is a strange thing. Um, twenty sixteen, Alex Justin Timberlake. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Is it a Minions movie? <laughs> no. Uh, Minion-like, though, in, in size and stature. Maybe sing? a bit smaller. No. 
Okay, it's, I don't know that. Uh, trolls. Ah, trolls. Yeah. yeah, I did know he did a, a thing. Yeah, can't stop the feeling. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Weird that that movie exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's things that I like wouldn't expect because I guess they're popular with younger people, probably. Right. Yeah. Mostly. You gotta remember but streaming. Like, you get a. I don't know what the kids have been into for the last decade. Like, well, I will tell you what. In 2017, plus. they were into Tiger Zinda High. I'm not gonna make you guess that one because I don't. Okay. <laughs> 2017. Yeah, it's a 2017 Indian Hindi language action thriller film. Oh wait, that was the name of the movie you said? Yes. Tiger Zinda. Hi. Huh. So that one. Okay. This one should be pretty easy as long as you don't overthink it. 2018 Queen. Oh, then it's um. I'm like, what was the name of the movie? Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the one, Alex. <laughs> Uh, so which Queen song did they name it after? We Will Rock You? No, that's a different thing. No, that's a different thing. That's um, the musical. That's right. Terrible musical. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can hear us talk about that on an episode from three, four years ago. Three. You, it would have been 2019, right? Um, I had come back. Yeah. Or had I? Yeah. Yeah, it must have been tw- weird. Damn. Time, man. It makes fools of us all. Um, Alex, we're coming up to our, our hour mark here. Any other hot takes, things you want to say about licensed music or music and films in general that you didn't get around to? Yeah, well, nothing. Uh, no hot take. Just that, like, I think it's great. It's cool. I mean, it, for for as we get older, it maybe is annoying to hear these songs over and over again, but I think... If you're a young person and you haven't heard them before, it's just, it's a really, really great way to hear this stuff for the first time. And uh, it definitely was hugely formative for me. Yeah. Uh, when I was just starting to listen to music. It's like getting a, a now that's what I call music collection, but like a little... Exactly. A little more uh, tuned in. Um, and... Uh, I, it goes through different eras, obviously. The era that I was in had a somewhat of an obsession with classic rock music, and maybe that was partially just my own preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can definitely see that in the in the movie soundtracks I listen to. Hey, yeah, we should have mentioned School of Rock. Well, another one. Big oh, one. yeah. I can't believe we didn't mention that. I can't believe we didn't mention that. That probably influenced me a fair bit. Cause yeah, I mean, not, not only... just the music in it, but like the concept of like random guy comes and teaches you how to be in a rock band. Yeah, that appealed to me. And also, he was yeah. funny, and I was like, cool, this rocks. Uh, yeah. This School of Rocks. This, this School of Rocks. <laughs> well, that does it for today's episode. Um, if you want to share it with us, maybe some licensed soundtracks you like, whether you prefer licensed music or musical scores, um, you know, what you think is the most overused sound drop of all time or something, you know, talk to us about a licensed soundtrack. Talk to us about what we talked about today. We are on, do we call it X now? Alex, are you up to date on this? Twitter's now X. Oh yeah. But is it still Twitter or is it like, did the name change or just the symbol? The name is, well, here's the weird thing. I've now I've logged on. It's still twitter.com. Like, like you, you log in and it shows, shows you join Twitter, but now they're not called tweets anymore. They're called posts. He's like slowly he's like facing rem- out remo- Twitter? He's phasing out the Twitter brand. Why didn't he just make his own? I think he's I fucked up. That's a good way to take out the competition. <laughs> Buy it and then turn it into your own thing. Yeah, like, turn it into a failing business. <laughs> yeah, that's what a strange. That's business one hundred and one, baby. Technique. <laughs> ridiculous but yeah okay we're on twitter i'm still gonna call it twitter for now and you can tweet at us there i'm not gonna say post um at jake the cressy at some alex wise guy hashtag cover me pod talk to us there send us comments questions concerns suggestions for future episodes you can also do that to us via email cover me pod at gmail.com talk to us there um be sure to rate and review us we're on stitcher google Podcasts. wait does stitcher still exist yeah i think stitcher does stitcher <laughs> premium doesn't exist anymore oh really Yes, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. We're also on Spotify. Um, tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. Uh, what you can do today, or you know, just for the future, is you can do like a fan edit of one of your friend's favorite films, where instead of having the original score in it, it just has snippets from different episodes of Cover Me. And make it. You could do Reservoir Dogs. It'd be a good one. So you can just have playing in the back. And they're like, I didn't realize there was so much talk radio in this movie. 
it's, you'll be like, it's there actually is, it's, it's on the soundtrack, but like it's not really in the movie too much, or is it? Oh, there you remember. do hear the soundtrack like the is a DJ, bunch of like, like talk. Yeah, the tracks with the, with the DJ talking. Yeah, but again, it's like sometimes he's mixed in low. It depends on how much he wants you to to hear him. Yeah, but that's what you can do is mix us into your favorite episodes and send those to your friends, your favorite movies. Mix, you know, you know what I said, folks. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, um, music licenses. Wow, Cover Me. 